the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College from Old Chicago. Welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show, brought to you by Old Chicago. Great pizza deserves great beer. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by S.C. Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Aggie Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We are live here at Old Chicago. Love for you to come by and hang out with us. Uh, All kinds of great things going on here. Uh, Great food, great... Uh, Great beverages, whatever you're looking for, this is the place to be down here at Old Chicago. So uh, with uh, with social distancing uh, measures in effect and uh, Utah State hoping to make sure they have everybody as eligible as possible for the game coming up on Thursday. Uh, Frank Miley will join us on the phone coming up here in just a moment. Also, a little bit later on in the show, you're going to hear from A.J. Vonkpachong as well as uh, Savon Scarver, who had another kickoff return for for a score. So it's a busy show on tap for you as Utah State gets set to hit the road uh, as they will take on Wyoming uh, in Laramie coming up on Thursday. So about 48 hours from right now, you'll see Utah State and Wyoming in action. And of course, you'll hear that game right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College with pregame show beginning at 6 o'clock and kickoff beginning at 7 o'clock. Utah State uh, dropped another one to Fresno State uh, last Saturday, 35-16 in a game that uh, Utah State looked like for a moment there in the uh, first quarter after a couple of big scores, a long touchdown run from Jalen Warren, and then the kickoff back for a score from Savon Scarver. Utah State led that game early 13-7. Unfortunately, though, Fresno State was able to pull away in the se- in uh, the second quarter. And, and we'll talk to Coach about this as well. I thought they really handled themselves well defensively in the second half where Utah State was able to do some really good things and slow down uh, a Fresno State team that really felt like they were starting to get into a bit of a groove there in the second quarter. But the defense really came up big, gave up one big play uh, to allow uh, essentially Fresno State, I want to say with about five, six minutes remaining in that game, uh, really kind of put the uh, nail on the coffin there for Utah State. But other than that, I thought the Aggies handled themselves extremely well defensively there in the second half. And with that, let's bring in the interim head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Frank Miley, who's kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Good. How you doing, Scotty? I'm doing well, doing well. So we got a lot to talk about on the show tonight, and I know that you've given several interviews, and so I apologize for having you have to uh, go through some of these answers again. But first off, let's talk about, and and in preparing for this game, it was kind of fun to go back and look at the career, uh, the high school career of Cooper Lagan, and what he was able to do and some of, the, uh, some of the talents that he has, some of the experiences that he has. And I know that experience on a D1 football field may not be high for him, but the kid's a winner, and I'm excited to see what he does coming up on Thursday. That makes two of us, man. His preparation has been <laughs> really good this week, and he's impressed me. Uh, just the way he's handled himself with film study. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody more watching film than him this week, and so uh, he's done a great job. Again, he's a competitor. He's a winner. And so I expect nothing but, but good things from him going into this week, and he's going to lead this group in there. Uh, and the girls go win this football game, and so I'm excited to watch him as well. 
thing that really jumped out to me, and I think it's a little things. Like, you know, I was looking at him, uh, looking at things on social media. He hasn't posted anything this week, as far as I can tell, on social media. Uh, you've been talking about his preparation for the game. It seems like this kid is doing everything he can to make sure he's locked down and focused for what should be a big one. No, man, he's been a great leader for us, uh, just in his, his example. So if you ask these kids, man, and, and you ask him to ask who's one of the hardest-working kids on the team, all of them will probably say Cooper is. And so his body of work, I think, speaks for itself. I don't think he needs to announce anything because his teammates, uh, they love and respect him for, for who he is and what he's about and how he carries himself on a daily basis. How does and, – and I think you and I, we've talked about this a lot throughout, uh, throughout the many, many interviews and probably more interviews than you'd care to acknowledge, but we've talked about multi-sport athletes. Just how much, in just a general sense, does it help an athlete if he's a multi, multi-sport athlete? Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of that's the competitive nature of the individual. And so for us, we're looking for winners. We're looking for leaders uh, and guys that are just competitive and they love to compete. And so it's getting harder to find and be able to research that. But when you watch a kid who's a, who's a starter in multiple sports and then actually won championships in multiple sports, it speaks a lot of volume to his competitive nature, his mentality uh, of winning uh, and doing whatever it costs to win. And so for us, we love those types of kids. You know, and, and he's, he's, look, he's been here almost two years now. Uh, so he's been around the program. Uh, he's been around uh, this offense for quite some time. Uh, and so do you have to limit a little bit of what you do offensively for him? Or do you pretty much, does Dave Schramm pretty much have the whole playbook that he can throw at him? No, this is, this is not Schramm's first rodeo. So Schramm yeah. understands we got we got to do what's best for the quarterback at this time. You know what I mean? we got to tailor the offense to him a little bit. But there's a lot of positives we carried from last week. Uh, Cooper's smart. He's super smart, man. His football IQ is pretty high. So I think Coach Schramm has, has put enough on his plate to be able to handle and, and be able to get us a W here on Thursday. And for those that haven't had a chance to go back and watch him play a little bit, uh, seems like a, a true dual-threat quarterback, correct? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He can throw the football, but – Again, for defenses who have to prepare for dual threat quarterbacks, man, it's hard. It's a hard deal. You got to have eyes on on him at all times because if he breaks the pocket, uh, that causes more problems. And then the secondary, you gotta they gotta stay in coverage a little bit longer. Um, and so it, it's a problem for defensive coordinators to prepare for when a quarterback can run. Frank Miley joining us uh, here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You and I had a chance to chat earlier today. I know you've uh, given a couple other interviews as well, and the vibe that I've been getting is these guys are still fighting. These guys are still dialed in and ready to go. Absolutely, man. The look in these guys' eyes, man, I love it. There's, there's a lot of fight in them still, and, you know, it's really all about the heartbeat, man. And these guys' heartbeats, they're, they're beating strong and fast, and, and uh, they're excited for a win. They're still hungry, man. And so it's a good thing. That it's encouraging for me, uh, being the interim head coach, man, to be able to see the fight in these guys. And, and that's the type of kids we're looking to recruit anyways, you know. And so the culture here is strong. Uh, you know, the grind is part of what they do as student-athletes. And so adversity is just another way for them to, to test who they are. And there's principles in adversity that they'll grow from. Uh, and I think all of them have learned a lot and they're continuing to grow as far as their character. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's a great thing to see from my perspective as far as the growth with these individual players. Got a lot of youngsters on this team and maybe playing more than you would have expected as a coaching staff here in this season. Got to imagine down the line, you're going to reap the rewards of this, and these kids are going to reap the rewards of it. But overall, it seems like they've handled themselves well being thrown into the fire at a young age. 
They've been awesome. They've been awesome, man. Like I said earlier, they haven't flinched one bit. And so we've asked uh, a lot of several of these guys, you know, as guys go down or, or have to miss games because of COVID or injuries, uh, we've had to move a lot of pieces around with special teams on offense and defense. Uh, the depth has changed. Um many times at specific positions and so these young kids man it, it you know whether they're ready or not that's part of what we do and, and what they signed up for and so they've they've taken on the challenge and it's been a good thing to see you know and i i know that nobody really wants to look years in advance but you know next season or the season after could we be looking at the early development of these guys paying dividends uh in, in these guys being ready to have a bigger role maybe sooner than they would have otherwise I believe so, man. It's going to be a great foundation moving forward um, for the future, especially with these young cats. Because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talent in this group, uh, a lot of yeah. young talent, and so expect nothing but great things moving forward. And uh, the future is bright for the Aggies. Frank Miley, interim head coach at Utah State, kind enough to join us. So I want to reiterate a little bit of a conversation you and I and uh, Hans Olsen had on our flagship station. Uh, you do get Stacy Collins back, uh, but uh, Coach Bellantoni will still have a big role in in calling the uh, defense. Is that correct? Yes, sir. You know, discussing it with everybody, and, and we have open conversations with everybody. You know, we felt like it was the smoothest thing to continue down that path uh, for this week to finish out that way. And, and Coach Rock has done a great job preparing the kids, game planning, uh, and the practices have been really good. And so there's been a lot of juice. And uh, Coach Collins came back and asked, where can he help? What can he do to help us? And so the, the relationship and the chemistry and, and on the defensive side of the ball has been really good. Mm. Frank Miley, kind enough to join us. You're listening to the Aggie uh, Coaches Show as we count you down to Utah State taking on the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, did you ever have a chance to play in Laramie when you were in school? I did. I did. It's an interesting place to play, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's not, there's not much out there, so uh, it, it's, it's truly a business trip. We're in and we're out. Uh, what is it? You know, and some of the things that you struggle with a little bit that I, well, not you, but teams have struggled with has been, uh, fans. Uh, you get another opportunity to play a game without fans. What was it like last week, uh, in Maverick, not being able to have fans in the stands and how difficult was that for your squad or was it at all? Well, if you've been at our home games, you, you, you know exactly what the environment's like and, it, and it's hostile in a positive way for the Aggies. And it's been really good. And the herd does a great job. They're the best in the country. And so having our fans there has been awesome in the past. So I think where we're at now, that the guys understand what it is. I think they missed the, the fans a little bit in the herd and, and having them behind, uh, behind us all the way. But I think the kids understand what the situation is and they understand our fans are behind us regardless whether they can be there or not. And so they, they, they did a great job uh, with, with playing without them. Well, and, and I, I've got to think, too, when you're on the road, uh, sometimes everybody talks about how hard it is to play on the road, but sometimes – those fans give you a little bit of juice when they're, you know, when they're talking trash and and, and telling you the, you know, uh, how bad you are and stuff like that. That that's a that's a motivating element. Uh, do you miss that a little bit on the road these first couple of games you've been out there? I do personally. You know what I mean. I think I think it's, it, we're dealing with a bunch of competitive kids. 
uh, and competitive coaches. So that, that kind of just fuels the fire a little bit, hearing uh, the other fans talking trash and, you know, trying to get under your skin. And so I, I think I think that there's, there's give and take with having fans or not having fans. But uh, I think the mentality has been positive. Uh, they understand what it is. So whether there's fans or not, um, you know, the, the, the music within has to keep beating. And uh, these guys have done a great job adjusting to all of that. How was uh, how's your how have you handled the uh, the adjustment to more responsibilities and, and and dealing with a lot on your plate? As I mean, you're already had a lot going on with your other responsibilities, but 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 what what has the adjustment been like for you personally? You know what I'll say this first and foremost, man. Because I'm surrounded with with great coaches and great players, uh, it's been a smooth transition. And then to tell you the truth, Coach Anderson, Coach Wells, all those that have mentored me through this process. Uh, have, have prepared me for this moment. And so, uh, to tell you the truth, I, I, don't, I don't know any different because of my responsibilities before. Uh, Coach Anderson has put a lot on my plate uh, purposely, I think, to prepare me for such a moment uh, when that time came. And I owe that to him and all those who have mentored me through the process, all the coaches I've, been, I've played under. Uh, it, it, it was a blessing for me to learn from those guys. So I think uh, being surrounded by people who care about me and uh, who trust me and are, are there for me has made it the transition very smooth. Mm. How's your uh, it's got uh, how's your family handled it as well? You know what I, I try not to. I don't think they've noticed it too much because I try not to, to, to really bring work home. Uh, when I come home, I, I try to leave work when it's at work. Um, but, but they've done a great job, man. They've always had my back. My wife does a great job uh, making sure that the kids don't really feel that side of it, uh, my work coming home or, or wherever they're at. But uh, I have an awesome family, and, and they support me all the way through, and they've always been there for me, so it's been pretty easy. Mm. Well, we're going to talk some Wyoming Cowboy football when we come back as Utah State gets set for a showdown in Laramie against the Cowboys. We'll talk more about that game coming up next. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It is another edition of the uh, coach's show is uh, we're joined once again by Frank Miley, interim head coach at Utah State. And coach, let's talk a little bit about this Wyoming team. First off, let's talk about offense. And I mentioned this earlier, uh, this conference, man, you're, they're just stacked with running backs. Every week we talk about another great running back and uh, Wyoming's got one of theirs, uh, another one in Valaday, who is frankly averaging about five yards a carry and over 130 yards a game. What makes this kid so special? He's a downhill runner. He's a physical runner, man. And so I actually love the way he plays, man. He uh, he runs the ball hard. He's a physical runner. Uh, he's more of an inside uh, the tackles runner, and he does a great job doing it. And he got he has a big old line in front of him that does a great job blocking. Yeah, I was looking at that line. That is a uh, pretty sizable line that you're going up against. Uh, and and I got to imagine that's a bunch of big uglies that just want to get after you in the running game, correct? No doubt, no doubt. I think the weakness with those guys is that they struggle a little bit with movement, uh, which which is part of the game plan for us is, is to keep these guys guessing, give them different looks pre-snap, uh, and to get them moving, get them thinking fast while with movements and and uh, trying to create knockback and getting off blocks fast. So it's been a huge emphasis for us. It's just the movements have got to be fast in front of these guys. What do you see out of their wide receiver crew? Because uh, and you know it looks like they're 
they take opportunities to take long shots, and uh, and they'll get after you too. I mean, they, you know, I know they like to run the ball, but but you've got guys like uh, you know uh, number five who's averaging nearly 29 yards a reception. Some of these guys averaging 22 yards a reception. Uh, it seems like when they take their shot, they're they're going long down the field. No doubt, and they got great receivers, man. They got long bodies that can run down the field. They can run routes. They can catch balls, and so that's the that's the struggle is, is trying to match up with these guys and making sure we play everything top down, keeping everything in front of us. And so we got to do a great job to help the secondary out with the front, uh, with the rush, and so we got to be able to get this guy off his launch point. Um, he's not that experienced at playing back there, uh, having been thrown into the position to, to play. So uh, we got to do a great job of getting after this quarterback uh, to relieve some of that stress off of the secondary. Will they use that running back at all in the passing attack? Uh, they do a little bit. They do a little bit. And it's not as much as we saw last week um, with, with, with Ronnie. And so, uh, but, but he still is a threat in the passing game. He can catch. They'll get him out there every now and then. But it's not as crazy as it was last week. This quarterback's a big guy, 6'5", 240 pounds. What do you see out of him? Man, just that, man. They've done a great job recruiting big quarterbacks, and they'll use him in the run game, um, you know, uh, with, with his big body. He does a good job running the football, man. And so for us, it's really about disrupting his timing and his passing uh, and, and not letting him get comfortable in the pocket, man. So just like the, their, their past quarterbacks they've had there in the past, man, they're big bodies that love to run the football and – can do it really well and so we got a great job uh fitting up the run really well uh with our front seven and getting after this guy you're really i mean you're spot on it seems like wyoming certainly has a type when it comes to quarterback big strong athletic uh, i know the chambers kid they anticipated him being really special he's out uh the year with with an injury but this levi williams seems like he's cut out of the mold of a lot of these guys that they've had there before all of them, man, and it's like they—they they, one goes down, another one still jumps in there. And so again, they've—they've they've done a great job recruiting that mold, but having depth with it. And so it seems like when one goes down, they always got another one in their pocket. So they've done a great job at the quarterback spot. Formation-wise, do they do they try to spread you out a little bit, or do they go tight? What 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 can you expect there when they want to run the ball a lot? Do they keep a lot of blockers in, or what? Or keep the tight ends in? What 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 can we expect? Yeah, they'll get multiple tight ends on the field. So when they want to run the football, they get into 12 personnel. Uh, they'll shift the motion guys around. Uh, they try to see what coverage you're in, and they'll run the football. So that's when you see a lot of their power run, their gap schemes out of their 12 personnel. And when they they really want to get uh, that much bigger, they'll add another tight end to the field with 13. So uh, they're mainly an 11 personnel team, but when they want to run the ball, they'll get bigger. They'll try to big boy you. They're not a particularly good third down team. They've only converted 32% on third down. Uh, is that them just sometimes getting behind the chains? I think so. I think so. And, you know, part of, uh, you know, the, because they're big bodies, you know, some of their weaknesses are in the protections. And so we've got to do a great job of getting off the field on third downs. Yeah. Uh, and one thing we've talked about a little bit, too, is is this is a team that uh, has shown the ability to get after the quarterback a little bit. You're almost averaging three sacks a game, uh, and you've got uh, you've been creative with your blitzes and also some guys that get after the quarterback. You've got to be pleased with that so far. Yeah, it's been a positive thing for us to continue to build on, um, you know, but we've we, we got to continue to help in the rush so we don't create those explosive pass plays uh, from last week. You saw it, man, three, 21 points off of three plays. Uh, is a huge deal and, and a game changer. So for us, it's really having the guys understand that it, it's not just coverage. It starts with the rush, uh, with guys up front having rush lane integrity and being able to maintain and, and contain quarterbacks as, as we get them off his launch point uh, to help the secondary in their coverage. 
It seemed like last week, because you had mentioned that two or three times to me last week about the quarterback from Fresno getting him off his launch point. And it seems like when you did that, you were successful. Uh, when he was able to stay in the pocket and throw in rhythm, that's when you got into, got into problems. So you identified that really easily. Is that the case with this guy as well? It's the same thing. It, it, it's probably a universal deal, man. When quarterbacks yeah. get comfortable and you got a trigger, man, uh, man, he'll he'll probably tear you in half and tear tear your defense apart. So the name of the game is not let this guy get comfortable. We got to get his timing off because a lot of us at the at the bottom line is pass game has a lot to do with timing, uh, and so we got to get him off that 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 mark. Well, talk a little bit about special teams. I thought your punter handled himself well, had a big punt, had a couple inside the five-yard lines. I know there were a couple in there he'd like to have back. Uh, but the punting game seems to be working well for you. Connor Coles hit his first field goal. Uh, you had the return from Savon Scarver for a touchdown. Overall, evaluate your special teams unit from what you saw last week and you anticipate uh, quality play going forward. Absolutely, man. They've done a great job this year. So, uh, looking at lo- looking at them statistically, they're number four in the country for for special teams efficiency as a whole. And so, to me, that's big time. Coach Rock runs the special teams. Him and Tim Burmeister. And so, they've done a great job with all the other coaches, man. Uh, just rallying these guys together. And then the guys that participate in special teams, man, are big time. They they take pride in their body of work and they play fast. They play physical. And so that's that's been a huge part of us moving in the right direction and creating a field position is our special teams, man, and our kids take pride in it. Let's flip over and uh, talk about Wyoming defensively, and I know that you spend a lot of time looking at, at their offense, uh, but on the defensive side of the ball, uh, this is a team that uh, does really well. They're only giving up 95 yards a game on the ground, um, and they've got a forefront, uh, uh, you know, a group of uh, four on that defensive line that seems to create some problems for the team. How difficult is it going to be to run on this squad? It'll be hard, man. It, it, it's Wyoming's defense, man. Coach Bowen, those guys do a great job defensively, and they're, they're the same every year, man. they got guys up front that can rush. Uh, they're long, levered bodies that they've recruited, and so uh, getting in those passing windows, uh, creating disruption with their movement uh, in the run game and the pass game with their games, and so they've done a great job defensively, and, and nothing's changed. They lost some guys to the NFL with their two backers, but they've replaced them with two solid backers inside who are their leading tacklers, and so they've done a great job, man. I, Defensively, I don't expect anything different than, than for them to play fast and physical. They haven't forced a lot of turnovers this year, but it does seem like they're a team that just gets off the field on third down. And that, I mean, obviously you'd love to get turnovers, but at the end of the day, any defense just wants to force that three and out and get out. Is that something that you see as a strength of this squad? No, absolutely. Absolutely, and they've, they've done a great job with that. So for us, the challenge is we have got to establish the run game. Got to establish the run game and convert on third down. So uh, offensively, Coach Schramm and those guys understand that that's going to be the, the, the biggest hurdle for us is we gotta we got to establish the run game right here and, and stay on the field and uh, protect the defense and, and prevent them from having to come back on so quickly. And so they got a great game plan for that deal. It's been a solid practice watching these guys run the football and uh, make sure everybody's blocking forever, blocks to the whistle blows, and, and they take part in that stuff. Jalen Warren obviously had a big game on that first run, but uh, overall, when you uh, when you look at your running backs and and how DHC played, were you pleased with the performance of that group last week? Yeah, it was, man. I thought they took a huge step forward, man. Uh, and again, it starts up front in the own line. They're starting to take steps forward, man. They take pride in their body of work, and so. 
Coach Austin and Coach uh, Coach Woods do a great job coaching those guys up. But it starts up front. But again, uh, he, he's special, man. Those running backs, we got some special running backs, uh, and it starts with Jalen Warren and BHC, man. And then they're kind of lightning and thunder uh, together. You know what I mean? They bring something different to the table. There's some speed there, and there's, there's explosive power and violence when they run. And so it, it, it's magical to watch these guys put all that stuff together. You got a lot of depth there, Coach, and you got uh, some freshmen that look to be really good as well. I mean, that's one uh, that, that's one element and one position group. I've mean, got to imagine you look at and you're pretty pleased with what you've got there, not only this year but for the future as well. Absolutely, man. We have a few guys that you've only seen a, a glimpses of that, yeah. that are going to be the future of the Aggies, man, and we're excited about those guys moving forward into the future. So there's a lot of good depth there at running back. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at the weather. It doesn't look awful in Laramie. I mean, I know it could change at any given moment, but uh, you're always – you never know what you're going to get when you go there. But overall, it seems like it's going to be a pretty nice night. Man, I hope so, man. It, it's the same thing here in Logan, man. You never know what weather you're going to get. It's been beautiful uh, these last two days. And, uh, you know, it, I, I've been in Laramie when it's been super cold and then also when, it's, when it's, the weather's been nice. So uh, either way, man, these guys are going to be ready to roll. I mean, it could be on in November, it could be 60, it could be negative 20. You never know what you're going to get in that city. And uh, the biggest concern I know is wind because that always seems to kick up there in Laramie as well. But, Coach, I got a couple of guys coming up here on the show, and I want you to get your perspective on both of them. Uh, first off, let's talk about Savon Scarver, and I know that uh, he continues to develop as a wide receiver, but as a kick returner, he's elite. Uh, he's got six kick returns for a touchdown in his career at Utah State. I'm sure he's going to add a couple more before it's all said and done. But uh, as a guy that's watched a lot of football and coached a lot of football, what's it like having a weapon like that on your special teams unit? He's special. He's a special kid, man. And for, if I was on the other side uh, looking at him, man, I'd be like, don't kick the ball to that guy. We would kick, kick, sky kick this deal, dribble it on the ground, uh, rocket this thing on the ground, but do not kick it to save on Scarver. So he's special, man. And, you know, uh, as our kickoff return team gets better, we got to do a better job of staying on blocks. You know, he should have more returns. It's been, it's come down to like one block uh, every single week. And so when the kids see that, man, I think they've taken pride in, in making sure that it's not them. They're not the guy that's, that's the cause of why Savon hasn't uh, been able to return more. But we look forward to more returns from Savon. The kickoff return team does a great job. I know Coach Anna runs the kickoff return team. And so uh, those kids take pride in their body of work, and we just got to free them up again. Because, you know, a lot – and I know the kicker last week, he had yet to kick a touchback. So it didn't seem like he really had the leg to be able to boom it, boom it out of the end zone. Uh, but it, most most coaches will probably try to get their kid to, you know, get it out of the end zone. And, it, and it's important for him, i got to imagine, to stay focused and be ready for that one that might settle in on that goal line. No doubt. And that's the biggest thing, man. Kickers got to understand they're, they're one of the 11 guys covering the field. So if you're going to kick it to an elite runner, you got to be part of tackling. So uh, don't, don't let your team play with 10 guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and then the other one I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on uh, that will join us coming up in the second half hour of the show is A.J. Vonkpachong. Talk about his development. And I know we had a lot of conversations last year about him and his development. But what have you seen from him this year as he continues to grow into uh, a special player here at Utah State? AJ's been a warrior for us. We've asked him to do multiple positions, man, and asked him to do uh, wear multiple hats, and he's taken on the challenge every single time. He's never complained. He's never flinched. Uh, but we've uh, allowed him, you know, the last 
two weeks to just stay at inside backer, man, and he continues to flourish and grow at that position. And so uh, look forward to watching nothing more than, than, than a better A.J. every single week, man, as he continues to grow at that inside backer position. He's fast, he's physical, he's explosive, uh, and he's smart. And, they, and again, as he's still young, and he's going to continue to grow and, and, and be a, a special player for us at the backer position. And it seems like that motor continues to improve week in and week out, too. Yeah, man, that, that, that's one of the main things you know about him. And if you ask his teammates, man, his, he plays at one speed, and that's full speed. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, we'll talk to you pregame uh, before and uh, get some final thoughts for you on this game. But until then, safe travels to Laramie, and uh, we'll catch up with you there. Scotty, I appreciate it, man. God bless. You got it. That is interim head coach and overall good dude Frank Miley joining us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, as we mentioned coming up uh, next, we'll have a chance to catch up with A.J. Vonkpachong as well as Savon Scarver. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to Old Chicago. It's the Aggie Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Brought to you in part by USU Credit Union as they've been serving true Aggies since 1957 and with seven locations around Cache Valley, including the branch located at Utah State University's campus inside the university's Welcome Center. All right, time to uh, check in with uh, kick returner and wide receiver for Utah State, Savon Scarver, kind enough to join us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Savon, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's good to catch up with you again. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the kick return. What did you see, and how did that play out for you as you are able to take that one back uh, for another score? So on that kick return, uh, DAT told me to follow him, and I, I trusted him, and I trust all those guys on that on that unit for sure. You know, uh, I've seen DAC make an amazing block, and he pancaked the dude, put him right on his tail, and I've I seen the seam open right up and I just hit it as fast as I could and party with everybody in the end zone. <laughs> that was a great party too. You know, coming into that game and I saw some stats on the kicker, their kickoff guy and realized he had not kicked a, a touchback uh, all season long. So knowing that, did you anticipate you'd get a few cracks at it? Oh, definitely. Uh, watch the film all week. Uh, I've seen him not uh, kicking the ball out and for a touchback at all so you know I was anticipating that I would have a few returns that game and I got what I wanted and I knew I would take one of them back <laughs> and you almost got a couple more too it seemed like uh talk us through what you how difficult is it to navigate the field on a kick return because that is something the average human being will never experience having 11 guys with the sole desire to just take your head off uh what is it like back there and how do you navigate yourself through all that humanity uh, so as soon as I see the ball in the air, I get under it, and then I take one look after I catch it, and, you know, you see holes and seams opening and closing quick as possible. So, you know, uh, you just got to have uh, quick instincts and then trust what you see and, and and also trust in the other 10 guys out there on the field to get the job done. So, you know, it's a little hectic at times, but, you know, I, I trust all those guys in there. Do you ever take a quick glance at the field before you catch the ball and see how things are setting up? Oh, yeah, definitely. All the time, you know, uh, I take one glance at sometimes, like, where where things, I think things are going to open up. But, you know, it's yeah. very unpredictable on 
on that unit because, you know, like you said, you got that guys flying down there trying to rip my head off. <laughs> you know, you got to think <laughs> fast and then trust what you see. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've seen out of Cooper Lega, who's going to get the start uh, at quarterback. Uh, talk about his development. You've been around him for the last couple of years. Uh, Cooper Lagos is amazing. You know, a really good kid, smart kid. He's been doing amazing in practice this week. And, you know, we have a lot of trust in him, and I have a lot of trust in his ability and his arm. And, you know, he's, he's a good decision maker. And, you know, I've seen the whole week of practice so far that he's been in the film film room uh, watching games and, you know, just getting prepared. And I'm, I can guarantee that he's going to be ready for this game. When you overall look at the season, I know it hasn't gone the way that you would have liked with the 0-4 start, but take us in the locker room. Where's the mindset of everybody? Because it still, still seems like you guys are still fighting like crazy out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. It hasn't been what we wanted uh, record-wise, but, you know, we got a lot of hard workers on the team. And like I say, uh, we're all hunters, so, you know, we're still hungry and we're still hunting. So when it's time to go, go eat, we're going to go hunt and – and finish what's this uh i've had a chance to chat with a few of you guys but what's it been like for you dealing with the covid stuff and not having a spring ball and the delayed start uh what was that like for you personally and how have you tried to manage through all of this it was definitely a weird time because i was home in vegas with my family not thinking we're gonna have a season still training every day and making myself better so when we got that call to that the season was going to uh, go on. I was real excited. But, you know, with COVID going on, it's uh, still unpredictable because we got a lot of guys that are out. And, you know, it, it sucks because, you know, they're, they're watching for home and we're out there giving it our all. But, you know, we're, we're playing hard for those guys watching at home and, you know, praying for a fast recovery. It's just – I, it's got to be weird because I know you guys get tested several times during the week. And are, are you kind of on pins and needles every time you get tested? Because you, you never know what that thing's going to say. Because a lot of you guys feel perfectly fine. And all of a sudden it comes back and says you're positive, And you're like, how is that? I, I don't have any symptoms at all. It's got to be weird for you guys. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely weird because, you know, uh, going in and testing every day, you know, it's, it's different. And, uh when, when you're waiting for those test results, it's kind of scary. Uh, I'm personally scared of just seeing those results because, you know, I don't want to have it. You know, it's my senior season. I want to do as much as I can to help the team. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's a different times right now for everybody. So I hope get, everybody is staying safe. Oh, no doubt. So do you get a text from Mike or do you get something on your phone that says whether or not you're negative or positive or how does that work? So it's, it's an app uh, that we uh, – downloaded so you you take the test and then you wait a day to get your results back and they send you an email and you go into the email and see if 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 you're positive or if you're negative so you know i get a little bit of anxiety going in <laughs> on that email and and seeing what the results are so is it weird i uh, i mean are you naturally a homebody do you, or do you like to get out and socialize and has it been weird for you to just kind of make sure that you have to stay in and you can't do some of the things that normally you'd be doing as a uh, as a college student? Yeah, I, I do I, I do stay in the house a little bit. I've been staying in the house more during these times because, you know, I'm doing uh, what's best for the team and staying out the way and staying social distancing well. 
just so I can help the team out, you know, because we need everybody. And I advise everybody to stay away from people and social distance just for your health. One thing we always like to catch up with uh, with football players, and because you are student athletes, uh, what's it been like doing online courses? And uh, when you're done with your football playing career, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Online courses have been fine, you know. Uh, you know, just turning assignments and doing exams over uh, like proctorial, which is a virtual testing. Uh, it's better for me because I get a little bit of anxiety going to the testing center and taking tests. I don't really like being around a lot of people when I take a test, so yeah. it's better for me on my part. And then talking about what after football, um, I'm going to take my talents to the next level and hopefully get a shot up there. There you go. That's what I've been working for. Well, you certainly so we'll deserve see what it. Happens. How important is it to get to uh, number seven and number eight so you can? Uh, be all alone in that record book it's definitely a blessing to be where i'm at right now but the next the next uh, step is getting to seven so you know i'm just taking it day by day and just working hard in practice to make sure that i finish the return because i know everybody's gonna do their job the other 10 guys are gonna do their job so you know just just making sure i finish it when i when the time comes Hey, Savon, we appreciate it, man. You're one of the best. Looking forward to seeing you on the uh, field against Wyoming. All right, thank you for having me. You got it. Savon Scarver right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield uh, IMG College. Coming up next, we're going to uh, chat with A.J. Vongpachong. It's all straight ahead right here on the Aggie Sports Network. Final segment of the show. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Remember, the Aggies in action on Thursday. As they hit the road, they'll take on Wyoming in Laramie. That game will start at 7. Pre-game show will begin at 6 o'clock. All right, joining us now, uh, kind enough to join us, linebacker A.J. Vonkpachonk from that Aggie defense. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? Good, man. Hey, it's good to catch up with you. Uh, let's talk about your individual development. Uh, we just talked to Frank Miley. He says he's been incredibly impressed with how you've uh, really brought things together and how you've become a really good player on this team. Uh, talk about it from your perspective. What have you been able to do to really develop your game to be playing at the level you're at right now? Yeah, so um, I just started as a defensive end. So uh, kind of these past coming in last year as a freshman and then uh, kind of going through fall camp and whatnot, I'm just trying to progress um, into the into the position because it, it was a big jump for sure, just uh, from playing on the line of scrimmage to playing um, basically at depth, you know, and having to read a bunch of different keys. But um, as, a, as, as time went on, you know, I was able to get a lot of reps, um, you know, and then uh, my position coach, Coach Emma, helped me a lot as well. And then not only that, but um, Kevin, uh, Kevin Messenheimer helped me uh, tremendously um, develop into the player I've, I am now. You know, it's interesting. I remember last year um, uh, a couple players talking about how Kevin Metzenheimer assisted them in becoming a really good player, and he's done the same for you. Uh, it sounds like a, just an overall good mentor and a good guy to, to help learn from and, and educate you on the game. Definitely. No, uh, definitely. She definitely uh, – Helped me to a lot, just learnings and uh, just tell me what I need to do in order to, uh, you know, basically be where I'm at today. 
The other element to this, too, is that I think is really interesting to watch your game is is the high motor. And I keep hearing that time and time again. Uh, and Frank Miley mentioned it as well. Is that something that you, you've always had when you played is, you know, kind of uh, always there around the ball and always looking to try to make plays? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, with the new position, uh, me playing in a new position, I always try to, you know, focus heavily on that part of the game because, um you know, I think uh, effort all luck, you know what I'm saying? So if I can keep a high motor and uh, keep effort high at all times, then uh, I feel like I can uh, make a lot of plays that way. Mm. Um, what do you uh, – the defense really played well, I thought, especially in the second half against, against uh, Fresno. You gave up the one big pass play, but overall I thought – Things really kind of kind of clicked a lot more in the second half than it did the first half. What do you do to try to keep that momentum going into this game against Wyoming? Yeah, definitely. So I feel like in practice we've definitely uh, paid a lot more attention to detail, um, especially as far as the uh, assignments, uh, make sure we gap sounds, especially against Wyoming, uh, who we know is going to try to run the ball. So I, I think I think if we uh, do each of us on the defense do our job um i think we'll be perfectly fine uh especially against the run uh you got a uh, another it seems like every week you're playing a really good running back you got another good one this week in number six validay what do you see out of him and and what do you need to do to slow down this wyoming offense yeah uh i think he's a solid back you know uh last last week we also played uh, a really, really good back, but I think I, I think if we uh, just come ready to play and um, ultimately just play uh, sound defense, um, I think we'll be perfectly fine and and let everything take care of itself. What do you see out of this quarterback? Because he looks like a big dude, six five, two forty, and that seems like how they like their quarterbacks there at Wyoming. What what jumps out at you when you watch this guy on film? Yeah, no, definitely a bigger guy um, with a good arm, but. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, as a defense, we need to make sure that we minimize the big explosive plays. Because um, as you can see, last from last week, um, that's where we kind of struggled. It's kind of limiting the big plays, and I think if we do that, um, I think we'll be perfectly fine. And then the other element to this too is the fact that you finally got a couple turnovers. Uh, does it feel like you got a little weight off your shoulder finally getting those couple turnovers, and maybe now they'll start to come in bunches? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know we for the first three games we, def- we really uh, we really were looking for those turnovers, uh, and it just didn't come. But uh, being able to get those turn- two turnovers this last week um, definitely uh, gives us momentum going into this game. That uh, um, if we just if we just uh, ball search and do what we're supposed to do, I think they'll definitely come. Uh, no doubt about it, too. What are your keys? What do you and, – and, look, I don't want you to get in trouble with Coach Miley. You don't have to go into the game plan, but just give me some keys on what you need to do to get a uh, W coming up on uh, Thursday. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest thing is definitely stopping the run. Uh, we, yeah. we know going in they're going to they're gonna want to run the ball. And uh, I think if we, if we do that and they kind of make it one-dimensional and uh, force them to pass the ball, I think uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be successful. How uh, how difficult is it on a player to play on a short week, or is it not that difficult? Uh, it's kind of, it's it's kind of difficult just because right after the game, uh, you kind of get 
kind of have to get right back into it, um, kind of flush and learn from the pre-game, previous game, and go right into it because um, it's only it's only Tuesday. Not our, and already we're already going to play in two days, so it definitely uh, comes quick. Uh, practice time is definitely shorter. Uh, you got to worry about recovery time and whatnot. But um, I think Coach Miley and the staff have handled it uh, really well, just making us or uh, letting us recover the, the right way while at the same time. Uh, giving us the necessary reps. Well, AJ, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Have a great game on Thursday, and I uh, look forward to catching up again here soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. AJ Vonkpachon, kind enough to join us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. That wraps up another edition of the Aggie Coaches Show. Big thanks to everyone who helped us. Of course, Frank Miley, AJ Vonkpachon, as well as uh, Savon Scarver. Hey, remember, USU Credit Union offers financial services such as mortgages, home equity line of credits, uh, student loans and savings, and retirement accounts. More information about services and applications that are available. It's all there for you at usucu.org or just go in person at any branch location. All right, well, enjoy the game coming up on Thursday. Remember, pregame show begins at 6 o'clock. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock, and we'll be back with you next week here at Old Chicago. Love for you to stop by and hang out with us here in Logan at uh, Old Chicago. Great pizzas, uh, great food, great drinks, great beverages. Come on down and take advantage of it here at Old Chicago. Until then, I'm Scott Gerard. Enjoy the game right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From Old Chicago, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Ford. Go further. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.